from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. We're off and running on a Tuesday night, live from the Circus Sportsbook. That is the one and only JVT, at me, JVT. Vison senior NBA and looking dapper, I like the blue on blue look. You're looking very Thanks, Roy Williams tonight. I uh, well now I want to change. Um, <laughs> I felt it, I, I told my wife when I left because she told me she picked out the outfit. She helped me out. There you go. And I told her I feel like for some reason I like I feel like I want to be in Kentucky. I don't know what. You know, yeah, you about do. wearing blue. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like It's the pattern on the coat. It's the blue. It's like I just feel like I should be in Kentucky right now. You should have some sort of like old fashioned drink right here right. too. Um, I don't know. I was gonna try to. I I was gonna try to somehow uh, spin that into this Bucks Nets game. I didn't. Uh, How about this? You're feeling somewhat blue about the way that Joe Harris is performing in this game today because uh, he's not performing well, and neither are the Brooklyn Nets. Bam! There you go. There you go. Uh, seventy-four fifty-seven is the score right now, midway through the third quarter. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, this game got. Did it? eventually flipped to Nets. Now, I know it closed Brook, uh, Milwaukee minus one, but we got to Brooklyn as a favorite at least at one point in time before this game tipped with the news that James Harden is back. Yeah, you know, there was a, there was a pretty big reaction uh, to that. You're right. And eventually, I mean, on, on my screen, I've got closing Milwaukee minus one right. uh, across the board. Uh, but, look, we, we have this conversation. I think we have this conversation all the time. But it needs to be noted because... Before we get into this game, mm-hmm. there is an eerily similar situation that is floating around in the NBA right now. When Mike Conley comes back, and if he does come back, it is not guaranteed that he is 100% Mike Conley. Now, this is clearly a different situation because Utah is being very cautious with him, and the Nets clearly rushed Harden back, and he doesn't look 100%. But we always have this thought that, like the collective we, right? Like, hey, player X is back. He is worth this. Let's adjust the line. And sometimes it's not really worth it. Well, think about what happened when Anthony Davis was Correct. ruled back. They went off as a favorite against Phoenix, and he played four minutes. Now, I thought when you, when you gauge the rushing of players back from uh, particular injuries, Anthony Davis was rushed back the soonest. Mm-hmm. But James Harden goes out in game one. Here he is in game five. And... As you all expected and predicted and properly bet, I'm sure, Jeff Green is the reason that the Bucks, or excuse me, the Nets are even within striking distance as he now is 6 for 6 from 3 and has 24 points, JVT. This is, uh, this is quite the game from the ageless Jeff Green as he is, he is uh, pulling his weight here for the Brooklyn Nets, but it has been pretty much all Bucks from the jump. Giannis has 17 points and 10 rebounds already. Chris Middleton playing well, 20 points. Brooke Lopez, 11 points. And Drew Holiday with 15 points. So the starting lineup outside of P.J. Tucker, who's not really there to score, all contributing and doing their thing as the Bucks have this 
now uh, 11 point lead. Yep. Hey, don't sleep on my boy JG, okay? 11 points per game this year, 40% three point shooter. The original small ball five for the Brooklyn Nets before Blake Griffin came and took those minutes away from him. No, you're right. And look, this is kind of the postseason, right? You know, at times you need your role players to play a bigger role in certain games, especially when uh, your starters and all the people that are on your step maybe aren't performing up to snuff. And now you're getting the Jeff, uh, the Jeff Green game. The important part, though, is, as you mentioned, not only staying within this game, but, you know, if you go back in the regular season with a couple of games in which Harden came back from injury, Harden was kind of a slow starter in those games, had some really strong fourth quarters. So I'm really curious to see, you know, as you look at this, what he's going to look like now as the game gets, you know, he gets his legs underneath him, he looks a little bit more warmed up, and the fact that he's in the game, right, in terms of um, what you're looking at for the health consideration of him, not like Anthony Davis leaving early. The second half line. Man, you really like Pat Connaughton, huh? You were very. That's my guy. That. No, I, that was actually the Joe Harris when they I threw know. a pass to him and uh, went over his back. I do like Pat Connaughton, my play, Planet Pat man. Notre Dame's own. Uh, he's actually played well. Eight points tonight. Scrappy. Couple big threes. You know, they tried to they try to rough him up a little bit, splitting his eyebrow, JVT. It's just nonsense. He's scrappy is an adjective you use for somebody that's not good. So. He's played pretty well tonight. Got eight points. He's played better than played better than he's Joe a, Harris. He's gritty. He's scrappy. Yep. <laughs> I'll take Joe Harris any day. <laughs> One for nine is my guy, Joe Harris. We'll get to this game and everything we've seen so far. Here Ooh. come the Nets, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Single digits. Landry Shamit with a corner three. Let's get this party started. It's the nightcap. It is the nightcap here on a Tuesday night, live from the Circus Sportsbook. A busy show as we are just a couple of days away from the U.S. Open. Getting going at Torrey Pines. We'll have Steve Sands from the Golf Channel at 9.05 Pacific, 12.05 Eastern, live from Torrey Pines. John Morosi, he's in town, not covering baseball, covering NHL, covering this Montreal Canadiens and Vegas Golden Knights series. He will join us later on the show. And Eric Eager, our friend from Pro Football Focus, will join us later on in this hour. That's JVT, our senior NBA analyst. I'm Tim Murray. Plays I had on this game, you know, I'm going to go to the counter, JVT, if this... It doesn't matter. I got I got the best number. I got I got Nets plus four. I win, right? That, that's how this thing works. So I understand your facetiousness here. So do, like, th- <laughs> this is a much deeper conversation, I guess. But there is a real value in no. I no. I'm not no. There is obviously value in getting the best number. Uh, I played it at plus four this morning. We talked about it last night. Your buy point was five. Did it ever? It got there. What in the overnight? It, it, it did, but it wasn't in a spot where I was like where I had access to yeah. the five. So you know, it, and this is it, it is a lesson in terms of you know having your numbers and really sticking to right, like where you want to go, where you're comfortable is it better. You know, for me today, I, I feel and look, this game still has plenty of time left to go, and they're coming back at this point right now, cutting it yep. to single digits. But you know, that when you have you know your parameters in terms of the numbers you want to buy in, where you're at, all of these things where you feel comfortable at, sometimes you get a little lucky where hey, I want five and never gets to five, and for right now, it wouldn't even cover five. So we'll see what's going right. to happen. But you know, yeah, I it never got to the five where I wanted it to go. A, a smidge on under two eighteen and a half, but we'll see. Now that the scoring's picking up for Brooklyn, it looks like that might be a, a little dead. I think the in-game total is about two twenty-four. Two, uh, yeah, at DraftKings two twenty-four here at circa yeah. two twenty-three and a half. So you know, I might lose that one, but uh, regardless, we'll see because uh, this is what you like more than anything is the fact that this is turning into an entertaining game. You know. Sucks to lose a little bit, but happens. Yeah, and uh, I am uh, I'm sitting not in a great situation here with uh, with Joe Harris. This was the bounce back spot for Joe Harris oh. back at home. JVT, yeah. you know, he's uh. it's, it was the Marcus Morris game from last night. This was going to happen to Joe Harris. 
He's one for nine from the field. He continues his struggles. Uh, he now, in this series, uh, the last three games is uh, two for 25 for 28. Yeah. Not great. No. And uh, struggling from three as well. So uh, my guy Joe Harris, over 14, not looking super as he has all of three points. But as we mentioned, for the Brooklyn Nets coming off the bench, remember, he missed the entire Celtics series. Jeff Green is playing exceptionally well tonight and is a big reason why they're back in this game where they are, just down eight, as he has 24 points, does Jeff Green. He's six for six from three. He's got three assists. He's playing very, very well. And for Kevin Durant, I think a lot of people anticipated him to go crazy. That's why the numbers reflected that. We show you DraftKings numbers. 33.5 was the over on points. 34.5 mm-hmm. here at Circa. He's got 20, 7-11 from the field, just 1-4 from three. But he has 14 rebounds and 7 assists. Yeah, so he is facilitating quite well. So you look at that prop right there. He's over on his rebounds comfortably, already over on his assists, and uh, certainly has work to do on uh, on points there for Kevin Durant. Well, what did we talk about yesterday, right, with the lack of presence in, in the backcourt, mm-hmm. you knew that Kevin Durant was going to get more ball-handling duties, and that doesn't just mean scoring. That means facilitating. That means passing. It means running the offense. And sure enough, at this point right now, in the last couple of games, I think he had, what, 5-5-6 five, five, and six in terms of his assists. might have been 6-6-5. Six, six, and five. Regardless, you know, in, in that range... And now you see this here, already seven assists, and we're not even into the fourth quarter yet. So, you know, when you look for these props, you know, a lot of the times, I think there is a sense to look at it and go, that's a low number or that's a high number. I'm going to bet that under or over. Right. You know, look at what the game plan might be for a lot of these guys and realize that what the change in the role might be for some. It doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to go over in terms of scoring, which he could potentially do, but more ball handling means more passing, already over on the assists. Blake Griffin, 15 points for uh, for the Nets here tonight, and just switching over to the Bucks, you know PJ Tucker. Uh, you know, one thing, and we talked about it a little bit yesterday, was would there be a quick whistle on PJ Tucker? He did get a couple early fouls, but altogether, he's played 25 minutes tonight. He's got no points, but you know what are you really expecting from PJ Tucker? It's to be that pest mm-hmm. on Kevin Durant, and so far, 20 points for Kevin Durant. With four and change to go in the third quarter, I think you'd accept that if you're Mike Budenholzer and company because the rest of the starting five has played very well. Giannis has got 17 and 10, effective from the, from the field. And you could see the, the crowd tonight, JVT, is chanting for him to shoot threes. Now, he has shot in two, but one of them went home. And you can see he's, he's really focused on not forcing those threes, which I think you've picked up. A lot of people have picked up on those early threes in the shot clock, and Giannis has yeah. not really uh, done that all that much here tonight. As we like to see, right, it was game three, he had eight. Game yeah. four, he had five. And then tonight, he has two. And that, that is what you like to see. Look, like, again, I, I don't mind Giannis shooting threes entirely. It's about taking threes with 18 seconds left on the shot clock, right? Like, that's what you don't want to see in terms of Giannis and his game. And you can experiment with the other stuff. You can try jump shots. You can try those baseline fadeaway jumpers, I guess, if there's time waiting down and you're in a post-up situation. But regardless, those are early shot clock jumpers. You don't need them from Giannis. And it seems he's taken that to heart. And it looks like in a big way uh, it has really affected the offense for him and this offense as a whole. Because I think right now I got on my screen, let's see, an offensive rating of 120, like by far the best offensive rating for this Bucks team in this series. And uh, we just saw P.J. Tucker try a, try a three, and whoo, Giannis, uh, keeping it alive. Pat Connaughton, what do you know? Offensive rebound, scrappy. Keeping the, keeping the play alive, JVT. Gritty. Leading to two. The grit, the yeah. determination. Probably a coach's son. He's got those uh, 
Um, Intangibles but, that I hear so much about. <laughs> uh, Blake Griffin, though, he has been given the, the duty to guard Giannis tonight. He's given him a lot of space. And on, on that particular possession, just kind of letting things weigh out. You know, big picture from what we've gathered from this game, let's talk about James Harden. He's played 31 minutes so far. He's got five assists, three rebounds, three turnovers. He's 0 for 6 from three, 1 for 8 from the field. And you mentioned Mike Conley still on the bench there for the Utah Jazz. We talked about Anthony Davis with the groin injury, trying to force his way back in game six, obviously. Or, yeah, game six, that did not work out. You know, for James Harden, he's still out there. He's played 31 minutes. But I think Aaron Oster, uh, you know, grabbed an under, our producer, on 32.5 points, rebounds, and assists. Uh, you know, you don't want to count any chickens, but right now you're looking at 11 right now for PRA for James Harden. Just just not effective, a step slow, as you would expect, JBT. This is a, a, an injury that, is, that has hampered him for, what, the last two, three months of the season. Right, you know, it's, and that's the, that was the problem with it, right? Recurring, soft tissue, all of those things. And remember, we saw him rush back with this injury in the regular season. He's got a setback, and that's what kept him out the end of the regular season. So, yeah, and this is part of the problem. And look, I, I think... You know, facetiously, I tweeted out he's a two-way liability today. Uh, when you're talking about defense with a Brooklyn defense that switches pretty much everything, you can kind of get away with the James Harden doesn't have the lateral mobility. But when you're talking about a guy who's ball dominant, who attacks off the bounce, all those things, that's where you really feel the hamstring. And that you've seen, like, the absence of his explosiveness here in this game. So, like, it, it makes you wonder, like... <clears throat> He's right now a minus seven in terms of their plus minus. Mm-hmm. Like, what's the difference? It's a 79-72 game right now. What is the difference if, if Harden isn't playing today, right? Like, how much worse off are they just given the fact of what we've seen from him? And again, not by any fault of his own. He's just not healthy. By the way, the second half line was Nets minus four, and right now they're covering that number nice pass, though, by, uh, by uh, seven. As, as great layup, Joe Harris on to four. Get three threes. Right back in this thing. Um, but Joe Harris uh, finishing that. So a uh, five-point game right now as the Brooklyn Nets on a 17-5 to run. And you're, you're seeing all you know, different types of people being thrown at Giannis here and having him force a three. Once again, Giannis just buries the three. Mm-hmm. And if you're the Nets, that's fine. Yeah, you're you're, you're going to live with Giannis shooting threes. It was Landry Shamit got switched on a, on a screen and... He gives all the space to Giannis, and, and you're going to absolutely live with Giannis bearing a three from the top of the car. If you lose this game and you're the Brooklyn Nets because Giannis hits four threes, that, that, you have to be willing to accept that. One of the most ridiculous sentences ever. Giannis Antetokounmpo settling for a jumper over Landry Shamit. Yeah, like, that's, and, it, <laughs> and it worked, but it was a bad possession for the Bucks. but it ends up working, and, and you can't fault the Brooklyn Nets. You know, anything you've seen here in this, because you know we still have – 14 minutes and change to go, and who knows what's going to happen in this fourth quarter. When this next line pops, as I mentioned, it was four, uh, laying four, the Nets laying four at the half when they were down by uh, they were down by 16, so it was 12. Media timeout when we came on the air, it was down to six and a half. And now I'd be curious to see, you know, how this end of this quarter plays out, what it looks like. You know, what you've seen here, JVT, is this – something where you look to back the Nets in this spot to potentially come back and, and win this game? I mean, I think that would be the side I would rather be on. But, like, when we're talking about – it's hard to, at this point, 
you, you're almost a little late to the, you're tardy to the party, essentially, right? right? Like, you know, yes, you're, you're seeing something here, but you, in in-game situations, you'd rather attack when you're seeing something earlier, uh, as opposed to they've really cut into this and have made this, what is it now? A six-point six game. Six-point game. Right. You know, you'd rather have it when you cut And you're getting like some 10, defensive stops 10, here. You know what I mean? No, like, th- that's at least my personal thing is you want to go a little bit earlier on the, hey, they're starting to get back in this type of deal. But there is no denying that, you know, it's obviously a better number of pre-flop, but again, a different situation than it was pre-flop. The game hadn't started yet. Now we know that we have a Gimpy Harden and a team that is uh, not performing well except for Jeff Green. <laughs> that is true. Jeff Green, by the way, uh, the leading scorer in the game, him and Kevin Durant sitting with 24 points. And if you play the over on KD, where do you? how do you feel right now? 33.5, 34.5 with a fourth quarter still to come when you would imagine he's not coming out. Already you know, in this game, Kevin Durant has played a game-high 34 minutes. Surprisingly, James Harden's played 32 minutes here tonight, JVT. Mm-hmm. So this is this is a situation where, yes, it's his, his first game back, and he hasn't been all that effective scoring-wise, but still, Steve Nash knows we got to keep him out on the floor. Well, what was his assist prop, James Harden? Because uh, the, the passing is back. He's already got seven, and uh, that's something that you're feeling pretty great about. But I would say, too, when you're uh, – <laughs> When you're talking about uh, KD and his point total, probably like 10 points in the fourth quarter is not unheard of for no. Kevin Durant. So you're still you're still plenty alive. And you still have a minute and 15. He's got the ball in his hands right now. So you hit a three and you need, what, eight going into the fourth? Yeah. I think eight. you're in a pretty good spot. Yeah, 84 to, uh, as Durant just goes right to yep. the bucket, 84 feet, to baby. 78. 26 points out for now. And this does feel like if you played the over on Kevin Durant, as you talked about yesterday with, with Donovan Mitchell, which ultimately came home, there was probably value on the under for Kevin Durant because of who was out there and the prop being so high. Here at Circa, 34.5. DraftKings was sitting there at 33.5. But are you going to want to get in front of the Kevin Durant train knowing that he's got to do pretty much, I wouldn't say all, but he's got to do a whole heck of a lot uh, offensively here tonight for the Brooklyn Nets to not be facing elimination come Thursday night in Milwaukee. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's it is the uh, pick your poison type of deal, right? Because you know that you're betting into an inflated number, uh, but at the same time, you know that the opportunity is going to be there, and it's one of the best players on the planet. As Giannis finishes and draws a free throw, so extends this back out to an eight point lead for the Bucks with 41 left to go and a free throw to go. Uh, just a quick check of uh, what's happening. In Tampa, the Tampa Bay Lightning down one game to none against the New York Islanders. And the Lightning have scored two unanswered goals. They now have a 3-1 lead uh, as Jan Rutta just scored uh, early in the third period to give them a 3-1 lead. So the Tampa Bay Lightning, who went off as a a pretty significant favorite in this one uh, against the Against the New York Islanders, they are up by a score of 3-1 to one right now. This game went off minus 193 in favor of the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, a 5.5 heavily juiced to the under here at Circa. Actually, the only 5.5 on the board that I see uh, was here at Circa. Everywhere else was sitting at 5. 5.5 yeah. juiced minus 150 to the under here at Circa for this Islanders and Lightning game. Yep, and you see that uh, throughout the postseason. You've seen it, you know, you see it mainly in a lot of these postseasons for hockey. Uh, but a lot of the odds makers just kind of refuse to get off of that 5.5. They just don't want to do it, right? So you just really juice it until you're either the liability so much that you have to get off the 5.5 and, and you get something back, or you're just comfortable sitting there and taking everything at, you know, under and minus 150 and 55. So it, it hasn't been surprising because this has been a common theme. But 
Credit the Lightning, man. You know, a, a solid bounce back so far, just peppering New York with shots, getting a little bit of the better of it at this point, 30 to 21 edge right now. Uh, so we'll see if they can continue this. But this is a really good bounce back. And the Islanders, too, right? Their offense is generated from their defense, and you're not really getting that much from them today. But this is a really good and well-coached team. We have uh, obviously series far from over, but game far from over with 12.53 left. We have seen some crazy things in hockey. P.J. Tucker just picked up his third foul. As Kevin Durant's starting to get into that takeover mode. He's now got 29 points. He's 10 of 14 from the field. Uh, not feeling it so much from from three, but inside the arc, JVT, he's now nine for 10, 28 points in this game, 14 rebounds, eight assists, two steals, two blocks. Uh, Kevin Durant really is has stepped up to the plate. Now they're down six, and I know all that matters is, is winning, but they just almost forced a turnover, uh, and they're going to be heading uh, close to the end of the first quarter or end of the third quarter here. There's your boy. Come on. Air ball. Hit the net. <laughs> he, how is this possible? The dude led the league in three-point shooting percentage. He is now, in the last three games, he is four for 20 from three. 25% from three. Joe Harris. All of five points. It happens to the best of us. I guess. We have, we have little slumps, and especially when everything, you know, with something like this, he's going to have a slump, and I'm sure if they stay alive, he will have a, a bounce-back game coming very soon, whether it's, it's the next or the It's the almost after. like it's it's beneficial when three of the best players in the league are on your team, and you could just sit there and shoot corner threes yeah. all game long. He was a really good three-point shooter before they came, but yes, your point is uh, very apt. And he hit... Well, he was 50% from three against the Boston Celtics when all three were on the floor. Yep. Open things up for him. So far tonight, not so much, but we've got ourselves a hell of a game. 87-81 will get you the updated lines, what you need to know heading into the fourth quarter next right here on the Nightcap. I'm going to go on a limb and say, I don't think you're going to see too many passes from number seven wearing black in this fourth quarter. I think it is KD takeover time as he pulls up again and hits another jumper. If you played over 34 and a half or 33 and a half, you're feeling pretty good right now where you stand because because uh, Kevin Durant has now hit two pull-up jumpers in this fourth quarter. It's now a four-point game. Wait, I thought P.J. Tucker was a Harden or is a, a Durant stopper. What happened to that? Uh, it's not working so well right now. What happened to the foolish narrative that Kevin Durant was not a good player after a half without Kyrie Irving, in which we were you know, slandering him on Twitter about all this? Uh, it disappeared pretty quickly, huh? It's like we should, you know, let things play out almost. Well, it's like after two games with Giannis, how 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 can anyone, you know, should the Bucks cut him? Um, what? And, yeah. Oh, yeah. Who yeah. said that? <laughs> I mean, it was it was out of control. It's it's you know this guy can't win. Same old Bucks. They're never going to win anything. And he's got twenty six and ten here tonight. He's eleven of sixteen from the field. Stars are playing incredibly well see, here tonight. Like so, like we just watched right now. This is one of the things that I think has bugged me about Milwaukee. And Drew Holiday, I don't think has had a great series up to this point. So Drew Holiday has a spot where he's on the wing. He's got Harden one on one by himself. Just it's isolation spot. And he settles for a three-point jump shot that doesn't hit. James Harden's on one leg, bro. Go by him. He's not like we already know that James Harden along the perimeter is a subpar defender for the most part. 
But now he's, he is injured with a, with a hamstring issue. Like, why don't you force the issue and go after him? Draw a foul or finish at the bucket or maybe do both, right? Like, that's one of the things that has kind of bugged me about Milwaukee in this series is that at times, especially key role players like Drew Holiday, as Bruce Brown finishes off another assist from KD. Maybe he is going to pass here in the fourth quarter. <laughs> but, like, th- those kind of sequences have bugged me about Milwaukee in this series. And, like, that's, that's just unacceptable to me. KD, by like the way, is one assist away from a triple-double here tonight. He's a, he's a great player, man. Oh, he's, he's phenomenal. He, I, I don't think... The anecdotal, like the storyline slander after what we do this all the time, but it was ridiculous looking at some of the stuff around Kevin Durant after that last game. He, he's incredible. Yeah, he had, he had an off game. He went 9 of 25. Scored 16 points in the third quarter. Right. You know? I mean, for his standards. But everyone, yeah, the, the, the idiotic narratives that come up, especially in seven-game series, and as you know well, a, a gentleman who owns some Clippers futures... Mm-hmm. Down 0-2 against the Mavericks, down 0-2 uh, in this series against the Utah Jazz, and they've even evened up. They evened up both series. They obviously won the first series, and and I don't know anybody who was doubting Kevin Durant, a guy that I think is the best offensive player in the league. You know, pure score, what he does. I, I'm not surprised that he's having a performance like this. And I, I think James Harden being on the floor, even though you're going to look at the numbers and say, eh. They're pretty bad offensively, which they are, one of nine from the field. Uh, But as you mentioned, he's got seven assists. Um, James Harden being out there absolutely helps him. It it, it spreads it out a little bit. It gives, you know, gives Harden, you know, takes a little bit of the facilitating, you know, brings the ball up the floor. But now it's Kevin Durant time, and that's what we're seeing right now. He is taking this game over. He is one assist away, JVT, from a triple-double in this game. He's got 33 points, 15 rebounds, nine assists, a couple of steals, a couple of blocks, and it's a two-point game. You know, they were down, once again, they were down 16. It was 59-43 to at the half. And they have now cut this down to a two-point game in Brooklyn. And if you're Milwaukee, you're sweating pretty hard because James Harden, after this game, which he's played 36 minutes, not effective offensively, but has facilitated a, a, a bit and he's got seven assists, he's going to get healthier yep. coming on to Thursday. Now, Kyrie probably done for the series. At least the reports say so with that ankle sprain. But this team has done it with two stars all year long. Yep, and, and now and, here they are. And we should give KD credit, too. Uh, he is playing a really solid defensive game as well. And, and that's been one of the more underrated aspects uh, of his game as a whole. He's a really solid defender, a very, very decent rim protector as well. And he's doing it again here today. Like, he's been incredible, man. And at this point, too, like, if you're KD and if you're Steve Nash, like, don't you go to, don't you go to KD and you're like, bro, I know you're at 38, but... Uh, how about we finish this one out, huh? Yeah. <laughs> How about we get to, uh, you know, maybe he doesn't ever come out, but I, I think you'll probably see like a, probably like a two-minute stretch where he gets a little break here coming up, but he's going to be out there for 40-plus here today, and it's incredible to watch a performance. I can't, like imagine, I, I can't imagine he comes out at all in this game for the rest. I mean, but, know, I mean, I would say... 942 right now? I would agree with that generally, but the Nets have been as a team this year so cautious with injuries and all those things. That I, I think they'll find a way to get him a couple of minutes on the bench here coming up. Probably even right now. 33 points for Kevin Durant. The Brooklyn yes, Nets are have so erased move, a 16-point halftime deficit. They were laying just four in the second half. They are covering that number by 10 at this point and time. It's the nightcap. Come on back right here on Visa.
Sunday's Father's Day, and it's time to get your dad some V-CIN gear. We've got hats, shirts. What's going <laughs> Harden like legitimately got poked in the eye. Like that was that was not knuckle deep, but that was kind of gross looking in slow motion. Sorry, I know you're doing something important. We got some reads here. Got to pay the bills. We need people to buy some shirts, like the one I'm wearing. I got a shirt on from VEASAN.com. Get your dad something he really wants this year. Visit VEASAN.com backslash store. Oh, Kevin Durant is in Kevin Durant takeover mode. He's now got 41 points. The Brooklyn Nets, yes, they lead right now. Is that going to be a charge? Uh, No call. Uh, No, they called it a charge, I think. Wow. This is... Tell him what KD's doing, though. Tell him, uh, what he, tell him what he's doing every time down the floor. Oh, they're switching on to uh, Pat Connaughton. They are running Pat C's guy over every time, every possession down. Now, this one, because you were just complaining about the lack of screen fighting, uh, P.J. Tucker fought through the screen and stayed on Kevin Durant. Ended up in a miss, P.J. Tucker, the KD stopper. Uh, but they are going after Pat C every single time down the floor here. Look at just give it to him. And then just run my guy. See, every time. They're just See, now he's Landry fighting Shaman. through it, and Landry Shamit called for an illegal yep. screen. Fight through screens, people. Some, it, is, it is infuriating sometimes how they're like, you set a screen like this. You're like, all right, switch. Fight through it sometimes. And P.J. Tucker, fast two times, what has he done? He's fought through a screen. He got a foul on Landry Shamit there. Previous possession, KD misses. I mean, how, uh, you should be angry about that. I'm not. A, I mean, I have the Nets plus four, but it is. It is. You were mad at Harden for drawing a foul, <laughs> but then you were happy that PJ Tucker drew a foul, even though you're on the like that's it's uh, you're rooting against yourself. Here we go again. Drew Holiday settling for a jumper. What are we doing? Air ball. Six thirty-three to go in the fourth quarter. Ninety-seven, ninety-six. Nets with a one-point lead. Uh, they took the lead just moments ago for the first time since it was two nothing. Then the Nets went on, I think, a eleven-zero run, and uh, we sit now at ninety-seven to ninety-six. Hey, you're fighting through skeins. What do you know? Um, but it is, uh, it is Landry Shamit. Going to the bucket, 99-96 right now on the Brooklyn Nets. We're supposed to talk some football right now. Hard to do. with, uh, And we got Eric Eager scheduled to come up here uh, in just a little bit. So we might be uh, asking some questions, uh, not paying full-on attention. But uh, this game is starting to get away a little bit from the Bucks as it is 99-96, and the Bucks just turned the ball over. Landry Shamit finishing, and uh, I, think, uh, I think my guy Joe Harris might be done for the night. <laughs> I don't think Landry Shamit is already more effective than Joe Harris has been in this game. And I think it's going to be uh, Mr. Shamit out there for the remainder of this one for, uh, for the Brooklyn Nets. Yep. And what, and Shamit's the, the, the key difference too, is not even so much the production, you know, Shamit's offering a little something off the bounce, which yeah. is good, right? You know, finishing within four feet, look at KD got Patsy on him. He's like, you can't stop this dude. Come on. <laughs> Draws a foul. <laughs> You weren't here in the first half when he was, he had like eight points. It's my guy. Well, I will say like, this is, so I get the lack of depth here. And, and this is the troubling part. You know what this is important about in terms of watching this? And I, you're right, we have to get the football. But you want to know why this is so important in terms of watching the pick on Pat C? Because in these minutes, it's usually Dante DiVincenzo. Mm-hmm. And Dante DiVincenzo is actually like a really solid defender. And sure, is he going to stop Kevin Durant? No. But are they going to go after him every single possession? Probably not. And this is where you see the absence of a Dante DiVincenzo for this series and why that was important. You know, I think a lot of people are like, yeah, it's Dante DiVincenzo. Who cares? Yeah, Pat C, baby. Right. There you go. Good job. After getting roasted for like 12 straight possessions, he gets you a bucket. So now we're at a net of negative, like, what, 13? He's got, he's got eight points. I'm talking about here in the fourth quarter. Um, well, once again, 
if you fight through screens, maybe something happens. By the way, James Harden was just on uh, on Giannis, and Giannis did a, a dribble handoff, surprisingly, because if, if I'm Giannis, I try to take James Harden. All right, there's a timeout, 99-98, five minutes to go in the fourth quarter. We're obviously going to keep you updated. We'll get you the updated in-game line as well. But uh, William Hill tweeted something out today, JBT, that the most tickets on MVP are Josh Allen and Matthew Stafford. Josh Allen, 10 to 1, Matthew Stafford, 20 to 1. But the most dollars wagered is actually on Baker Mayfield at 20 to 1 as well. So there, it, there has been this offseason, you know, I think unlike two years ago when they had, you know, uh, Freddie Kitchens on the sideline and just had no idea what to do as, mm-hmm. a, as a head coach and no reason he should have been a head coach in the NFL. They actually did something of to earn this type of respect. So when you look at Baker Mayfield getting garnering 12% of the dollars wagered so far at William Hill in the MVP market, I mean, I don't know necessarily if I, if I think Baker Mayfield will win MVP, but I, I think the, the Browns are a really intriguing team this season, thinking about how last year ended right there with the Kansas City Chiefs on the road in the uh, in the second round of the playoffs, obliterated the Pittsburgh Steelers in the wild card rounds, didn't lose anybody this offseason, had a pretty good draft. So, I mean, I think the Baker Mayfield is an interesting jump-off point, but overall, the expectations of this Browns team are what to you? Uh, well, so with the Browns team, I, I like them a lot. Like, I like everything that they've done. I like the coaching staff. I like the way they operate their offense. It's funny, you know, and I'm so analytically driven in terms of the way I evaluate teams, uh, but a team that can control the ball the way that they do play, I think, an improved brand of defense, if you're looking at the way that they have adjusted this unit overall, I like what they bring to the table in the regular season. I think there is something there for this team, especially if the defense is going to get better. Now, what I find fascinating is the whole Baker Mayfield thing for MVP. I want no part of that. If you're going to give me... 70-ish to one, I'm in. But like we're talking about a team, Tim, that finished in the top five in both rushing attempts per game and rushing play percentage, right? That This is a team that is built around that offensive line, Chubb and the rest in that backfield. Just Baker Mayfield, I don't think he's going to have the workload to win MVP, right? He's, he's a better version of Kirk Cousins at this point right now, and that's not going to win you an MVP, I think, anytime soon. Especially at 20 to one. Yeah, no thanks. Yeah, I, I, I don't see... And if you're... Kevin Stefanski, I don't think you want... If you want to be successful this year, I I don't think you want Baker Mayfield to put up those types of numbers. I I think, to your point, it's going to be balanced. You have a great running back tandem with Hunt and Chubb. But overall, yeah, I I think grabbing Greg Newsom, who's a plug-and-play starting cornerback, some people thought he was the best cornerback or one of the best cornerbacks in this class. They get him at 26. And then because of a maybe a heart condition. They end up getting a guy that most people thought would go top 20 yeah. at number 52 in Jeremiah Wusukoromoa, and they move up to get him. So the defense gets showed up a little bit. They, you know, the first round pick from a couple of years ago and, and Denzel Ward still there. I think there's a lot to like. And I think realistically, you know, to win the AFC North at around three to two is, is intriguing for me when it comes to the Cleveland Browns. We'll keep you updated. Live line right now, Nets. Minus two and a half, JBT. We have seen a flip of favorites. Also, we'll talk a little more football on the other side with Eric Eager. We'll keep you updated, we promise, right here on the Nightcap.
back into the Indeed.com studio. Resumes are good. Resumes with an Indeed skill set test are better. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. JBT, Tim Murray with you. It is the nightcap. We've got ourselves a ball game. Nets a three-point favorite on the last live line as Giannis makes it a one-point game. I want to go back to a possession, JBT, just a couple moments ago. And this is exactly what we've been talking about with Giannis. They, he brings the ball down, down three, and fires a three. He misses just a horrendous possession mm-hmm. by the Brooklyn, uh, by the, uh, uh, you know, by Milwaukee. Milwaukee. And uh, Jeff Green, the ageless one, hitting another three. The Jeff Green game. Kevin Durant has 43, 15, and 10, but it is the Jeff Green game as he has 27 points, and he is 7 for 7 from 3. Yep. Look, man, this is is why this team was my my pick out of the Eastern Conference. This is still a really good team, dude. And, you know, we even saw, I mentioned this yesterday, right? And we brought this up with uh, Brian Lewis of the New York Post. Mm -hmm. Kevin Durant, no James Harden, no Kyrie Irving. Nets, plus 14.4 per 100 possessions. An offensive rating of around 123. Still a pretty good team with a lot of pieces there. And, you know, there was some noise in those numbers because there were guys that aren't on this team anymore, part of those lineups. But at the end of the day, you have an elite scorer, a guy who can get to any part of the floor and get his shot wherever he wants. And you have the pieces around him that are generally solid, right? Jeff Green had a really good season this year. He is showing how good he is for this Brooklyn Nets team. James Harden, his presence is a gravitational force in and of itself. You can't leave him alone. So it opens up the floor just a little bit more for a Landry Shamit, for a Jeff Green type, for Blake Griffin, who's actually shot the ball relatively well today. And I, I think this has been worked wonders for this, uh, this Nets team, man. They have been absolutely brilliant. And Kevin Durant, I mean, all the credit in the world to this guy. Like, what a performance. If they win this game, like, this is a great, great playoff performance that we're watching. Oh, it's, it's incredible. And you think about the stakes, you know, where they were losing two in a row, and for him to step up. Win or lose, mm-hmm. and to put this performance out there, 43, 15, and 10, and he just, you saw him in a couple moments in this quarter, JVT. As you mentioned, you get the right switch. Connaughton's playing off because he doesn't want you to drive by him because for the most part this game, Kevin Durant hasn't felt great from three. He was one for four from three entering this quarter, but he was getting in that KD mode and banged back-to-back threes and, and that's where we're at right now. James Harden not happy as he was called for a travel. He was trying to, you know, force the, the swing-through foul. They didn't call it. So a turnover gives the ball back to Milwaukee in a four-point game here for the Brooklyn Nets. But, yeah, I, and, I, and I do think, you know, as crazy as this sounds, because you look at the stat line, he's got three points, he's got seven assists. I don't think the Nets are, are winning this game if they, if they do win it without James Harden because I just think he opens it up enough for Kevin Durant to go crazy. And this is the other thing. Kevin O'Connor just tweeted this out. We brought this up a couple of times, but I'll read this, and Kevin does a great job. Yeah. Covers the NBA for the ringer. The Bucks' offense is an embarrassment. Why are you isoing so often against Kevin Durant and not James Harden or anyone besides Brooklyn's best defender? Like, this is, this is something, too, right? The Drew Holiday settled for a jump shot in front, of, in front of James Harden. The fact that they just won't run Harden's guy through a screen and make him work on that bum hamstring, like, there's so many things here. And this is why, like, Mike Budenholzer deserves some scrutiny for the way that this has gone down. And the Bucks can totally win this game, right? Because mm-hmm. it's still a two-point contest. But this should be a game in which 
This should have been a, a relatively comfortable victory for Milwaukee, all things considered. And right now they have put themselves in a situation where they could potentially lose this, given everything that was playing in their favor coming into this before the game started. Well, they led by 16 at the mm-hmm. half, and they were dominating. And it seemed like you know nothing was going right for the, uh, for the Nets. As this game's tied up, Drew Holiday just took... Uh, just took James Harden, and 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 maybe now, you know, <laughs> we've criticized Ty Lue. Well, we could criticize another coach because Mike Budenholzer, to your point, to KOC's point, um, how they have not attacked James Harden all throughout the game is is a massive question. It does feel like right now, at least that last possession where Harden tried to uh, you go. call for a foul, and now you've got ISO Giannis. <laughs> I mean. What what is happening? So Giannis, by the way, so, so I know people have no idea what we're talking about. Giannis had James Harden on him by himself on one side of the floor, and seven foot one Giannis Antetokounmpo against one legged James Harden did a fadeaway fifteen footer that he missed. Yep. And look, I will uh, the one thing that I will always defend Harden. He's a very underrated post defender. Go after him here, bro. Like, well, use your strength. Dribble into the paint, yep. go up. He's not going to block your shots. That was uh, that was atrocious. But right now, 104-104 is where we stand. Um, you know, this game went off. Now we could obviously hit overtime, which would which would be detrimental uh, to any total play. But this game has slowed down considerably, JVT. And we were sitting, you know, pre-flop 222 went down as low as you know you you got it at 218 and a half. Mm-hmm. I think it went as low as 217 and a half. The news comes back, James Harden's playing, it rises back up, goes off at 222. Um, and and prior, prior to the start of this quarter, we were sitting at 224.5, Bucks minus 5, and now we're at 2, uh, you know, uh, we're at 222.5, I want to say. It should be lower than that. But this game has just gone to a crawl, and it's at 208 combined. So your play even looking pretty solid right now with 85 seconds to go. Yeah, I mean, the overtime looms, like you said. So sure. you never you never feel good about a total when you're betting it under and these two are, you know, your two teams are tied with <laughs> less than two minutes to go. But regardless, yeah, the, the pace has slowed down in a big way. And a lot of it has to do with some empty possessions from the Milwaukee Bucks. So we'll see if they can keep that up. I'll take some more empty Giannis uh, jump shots. Let's go. Giannis, 32 points tonight, 11 boards, four assists. But yeah, these a couple of possessions here in this fourth quarter, uh, if they end up losing this game, absolutely will be dissected, JVT, because he had the pull-up three early in the shot clock when they were down three. Uh, that was about two or three minutes ago. And that and that is one thing we've talked about quite a bit is just the frustration of, of some of these decisions by Giannis to pull up from three as uh, I'm trying to find the... <laughs> Uh, by the way, this is a play-by-play here. Yeah, 414 to go, 101-98. Giannis pulled up after James Harden missed a three with 421 to go. Seven seconds later, Giannis pulled up from the top of the arc. Uh, a great observation made that uh, James Harden actually waved up a help defender in that possession where Giannis had him posted up. Uh, they're not scared of him. They know exactly what he's going to do. So, I, Look, man, again, perfectly winnable game. And even if they come out of this, you know, this is how you analyze these games. You know, this is... Not a good performance from this Bucks team in situational offense and what you're doing. You have a guy on one leg. You won't go after him. You have him posted up. You refuse to back him down. Like, all oh, these so many weird things. And we should, I want to be really clear, is, you know, we should bury everybody equally. Again, Drew Holiday's not had a good series either. Drew mm-hmm. Holiday is just as passive as Giannis Antetokounmpo. 
But guess who's the all-star here? Guess who is the MVP two times? It is Giannis Antetokounmpo, and uh, a lot is going to run through him, and a lot of these situations does not look good for him. And now he goes strong at Jeff Green, and, and Jeff Green gets called for the foul, but they'll take that. They, 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 they do not worry about Giannis. Now, he's two for three from the line here tonight, but 30% in this series, JVT. So you'd much rather have Jeff Green take down Giannis's arm on a, on a drive. But why didn't we see that just a moment ago? Mm-hmm. And, and, and everybody's pointing that out on Twitter right now. He settles for a fadeaway jumper, and he goes hard at Jeff Green. Good that he went hard at Jeff Green, gets the contact, gets the foul, but there's just no reason why you know you would you would not go hard at James Harden and go hard at Jeff Green. And, and juxtapose that with what the Nets were doing in the majority of this fourth quarter, right? What was I what was I bust, what was I busting you about in the fourth quarter? What did Kevin Durant do on I think what seven consecutive possessions? Went at Pat Connaughton. Pat Connaughton, come here. Pat Connaughton, come here. Pat Connaughton, come here. You cannot guard me. Come over here, and I will make you guard me. And, like, that is what you're talking about. That is what you want to see from a team. Find a weakness and just pick at it over and over and over again. This is postseason basketball. You match up hunt so much more in the postseason than you do in the regular season, and the Bucs just refuse to do it. And there's a reason why Brooklyn is still on top right now at 106-105, because they did that. Giannis makes one of two free throws, so a big possession here for the Brooklyn Nets. Series tied at 2-2, Nets and Bucks. The under has come home in every single game in this series on average by 33.75 points. Uh, much closer here tonight uh, as the preflop total closed at 222 in this game. Uh, so far, a good defensive possession, but it could always end with Kevin Durant oh, doing things like that. Kevin Durant just hitting a absolutely ridiculous three. And it would seem to be an empty possession, JVT, but the great equalizer was Kevin Durant right there as somehow, some way, he bangs home a three. Uh, quick response by the Bucks to get a bucket. But now a two-point lead for the Brooklyn Nets. And, and just, you know, you think about they still get an opportunity to go back home. Timeout called by the Bucks, or excuse me, by the Nets with 44.9 seconds to go. But they still get to go back home, the Bucks do. Mm-hmm. But how devastating is this loss to them? Up 16 at the half. If it happens. If it happens. Up 16 at the half. And you let this lead slip away, knowing that James Harden, once again, he's playing and he's played 45 minutes. So he hasn't really taken any time off in this game. But he is 1 for 10 from the field, does have 8 assists, but he's on one leg. Mm-hmm. And you blew a 16-point lead, and now we'll see how this game unfolds. It is a two-point game. Kevin Durant is playing as having a game for the ages. A game, you know, Damian Lillard had 55 against the Denver Nuggets. That was tremendous. The Denver Nuggets got swept in the second round by the Phoenix Suns. Mm-hmm. Brooklyn is without their... Well, I mean, James Harden's playing, but this was a game that he had to pull the entire team on a sled. 46 points, 16 rebounds, 10 assists in this game for Kevin Durant. He has absolutely taken this thing over. Nets ball when we come back. 109-107, seconds to go. Brooklyn trying to take a 3-2 series lead over the Milwaukee Bucks. That's JVT. I'm Tim Murray. It's the Nightcap here on VEASAN. 